0: You are listening to episode 287 of the Mindfulness-Based Weight Loss Podcast with me, Lucia Holley. Welcome to the Mindfulness-Based Weight Loss Podcast, the show for women like you who have tried restrictive diet after diet and are ready for simple, thoughtful solutions to help you sustainably lose weight for the last time from a place of abundance and peace. If you're looking to end the yo-yo of comfort eating and rigid weight loss protocols, and instead step into living your life mindfully on your terms while losing weight in the process, you're in the right place. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. You guys, listen, we talk about, we talk about all the things here, and I'm just going to tell you, I am so so bloated right now. <laughs> if you're anything like me, there, well, let me back, backtrack. There are two types of people in this world the people who can tolerate sugar alcohols, sorbitol, mannitol, erythritol, etc., and the people who cannot. And I, maybe you are this way. Maybe you don't know. Maybe it's a, a place for you to explore if you're open to some um, <laughs> results. <laughs> I am one of the people who does not tolerate, oh my god, I do not tolerate sugar alcohols. I know this. And I'm so bloated today because I've been taking um, a B vitamin supplement that is like a lozenge that melts and, you know, you just like, it's quick dissolve. And this lozenge, yeah, I must be so sensitive because I'm having one of them a day. And a handful of hours later, my little tummy is like, Youch, ma'am, <laughs> what gives, what'd you do to me? <laughs> oh, so here we are. That's my story. We talk about all the things. <laughs> How are you? How's your gut? <laughs> How are your intestines, your stomach, your stomach acid? You know, when I was teaching group nutrition classes, one of my favorite weeks, I would teach on like different basics of health. And one of my favorite weeks to teach on was a digestive system. And I, I think it's so fun to learn about because my goodness, our digestive system, there are so many organs connected that all kind of work in harmony um, with that system. We have our upper GI system, we have our lower GI system, and there's so much to it anyway. I'm not gonna we're not talking about digestion beyond my check-in this week. But <laughs> Listen, I want you to know how I am. <laughs> that is how I am. So bloated AF, but it's okay. It's all good. Um I'm always just happy to know, you know? Like that's one thing, especially I got into nutrition because I really wasn't feeling well. Um, if you've heard my story, I think it's episode two hundred where I talk about my story. So you can go back and listen to that. Um but wait, two hundred or one hundred? Oh my god. Has it been a long time? <gasps> Yeah, I think it was episode 100. Holy cannoli. Anyway, um, yeah, I just feel happy to know, like, it's so much more streamlined. Like, I feel there's more peace, like, and peace comes more quickly when I can pinpoint, right? Being like, okay, literally, this one thing is the thing that's now causing that thing. Okay, good to know about. Um, so I feel like I've put in the work there. Anyway, how are you? Today we're talking about tall poppy syndrome because I actually think that this is something that holds a lot of us back and I want to say regionally but I also think it's kind of part of the human condition uh, from a social standpoint is the fact that well first off let me tell you what tall poppy syndrome is and I had to look it up because I've heard this term for a long time and when I looked it up um, it actually seems to originate from like Australia and New Zealand. But the term itself, as soon as I say it, if you don't already know what it is, like you might even have heard a different term for it because once I was looking it up, like there's a couple of different expressions from different places in the world that get at this, which makes me think this is not necessarily unique to any one culture or community. It's probably just part of being a human and living in. Um, like humans are social so part of being a human is being socially connected anyway long story short tall poppy syndrome refers to successful people being criticized and if you imagine poppies it's really like the tallest poppies the shorter poppies are looking up bad and want to lop they don't want those uh tall poppies to be taller Than the other ones because you're sticking your head out too much. You're shining too much above the rest. And it kind of gets at some, um, I guess I would say like, I'm not an expert in this, but maybe some social norms. And when someone is becoming more successful in one area or multiple areas, um, having more success than their peers or their family, their social groups, their networks, That is creating change, isn't it? And how many humans do we know who are adverse to change? Because change can feel scary. And oftentimes change um, includes the unknown. And when, I mean, think about if you're risk adverse, which keeps a lot of people safe, which literally keeps people alive, even if we're not thriving, um, there's perks to being risk adverse. And also there are perks to not being risk adverse, yin and yang. So tall poppy syndrome, it's also like a similar um, expression is the law of Yante. if you've heard that, that's Scandinavian. Um, my mom actually told me about that one a couple years ago, because a couple years ago I was, I was feeling some tall poppy syndrome, I suppose, and uh, it took me a long time to figure out what the heck that feeling was, because I do not naturally think of myself as successful, but I do think of myself as just doing my own thing. And it was now like five, six years ago where I was just choosing to continue to do my own thing as I had done for a long time. And it really, um, in retrospect, was triggering and bothered a lot of people who couldn't really say that directly to me, you know? (laughs) I'm also someone where I'm like, listen, if you got a problem, just tell me and we can have a conversation. Otherwise, I'm just going to keep doing my thing. <laughs> Apparently that's not how everyone works. Anyway, so a handful of years ago, I was thinking about tall poppy syndrome and someone was sharing the reason I was thinking about it again, beyond why, you know, like it was like five, six years ago where I was like going through a couple of different experiences. And then a couple of years ago, someone that I know was sharing a story that had a lot of parallels and, uh, actually two different people were sharing and I was like interesting and it made me reflect back on five six years ago and then reflecting on that that also made me think about 10 plus 15 years ago like a couple of different instances in my life the first time when I lost weight right um, had a big dramatic weight loss which was such a positive experience for me because I gained so much health through that I was so much more physically capable part of the weight loss was coming from being more physically active and just being like in my body more and that was so so cool um, it also happened when I went gluten-free initially it was so life-changing for me because of the Hashimoto's and because of panic attacks anxiety attacks just really going down to nothing and me realizing oh my god being panicked all the time isn't just my personality it's actually this like autoimmune flare and you know, when I went gluten-free, it wasn't popular yet. It was going to become popular, which was interesting to be on the cusp of that. But it, it was interesting how this one choice that was so clearly positive for me and successful for me, right? Success can mean a lot of different things. It doesn't just mean financial or social, like literally it was just like a successful, healthy choice for me to go gluten-free back then. And, and I'm still gluten-free by the way. Um, because I still have Hashimoto's, by the way. Uh, But I remember not understanding why people would be triggered by a choice that so clearly just helped me feel like more of myself. Um, And so I suppose in today's episode, it's not me like lecturing on or teaching about this beyond just that concept of if you experience in your life through your healthy habits, through whether that includes weight loss or muscle gain or body composition changes or working on your sleep or, um, you know, believing the kind things about yourself and letting the unkind thoughts just be, whatever it is that you are creating more success with, I want you to honor that if other people aren't able to see that, they might have reactions that at the end of the day are none of your business, but when they're occurring, um, might catch you off guard. And instead of stealing yourself for that, because when I first started to notice that my success in these different areas, like again, random in in terms of like how I often think about success, but in hindsight, like clearly success in my health, this or that, right? Those examples I was sharing. I have a personal value that I just expect that others would want others to be healthy and for whatever reasons i've come to realize as an adult that like we can't know what's going on in someone else's head um and and even if they don't share that value with you you actually can't know that as well they might be having a reaction to your success from a place of insecurity within themselves uh or i even think like a grieving for how a shift in your life perhaps creates a craig or a light, or at the very least a difference in worldview from what they anticipated in their lives or their expectations. Um, and so yeah, I just wanted to share that because I do think that that is something that can hold, and it's not going to be all of us, um, but it can hold some of us back from being bold with taking care of ourselves. Um, you know, I think it, It takes effort and curiosity to look for the goodness in new endeavors. I think we kind of have to preempt ourselves ahead of time that when we do new things, it's okay to feel safe, um, that we're doing them for Good intentions or good reasons. You know, I used my example last week of like that new skill I was teaching myself in a sector completely removed from health and wellness. And it did take a lot of personal coaching uh, in retrospect that I really had to show up to say it's safe to feel completely in the weeds with this subject because the alternative is to, you know, throw your hands up and walk away and not learn the new thing um, or not build the new habit and I just want to tell you that like whatever you want in your life you can have Um, and I actually don't think we hear that enough and there will be discomfort and part of that discomfort might be social discomfort Um, yeah and that's okay I will tell you, as a person who has, I think most of us have probably experienced tall poppy syndrome in one way or another. Because like I said before, what the success is, is going to be so different person to person. And it can happen in different areas of someone's life. So if that resonates with you, beautiful. Use that past experience you've had with that and honor that if it comes up in this process, that's actually normal and it's part of human nature. Doesn't mean you have to continue to tolerate it. You can remove yourself from certain social circles uh, to the best of your ability and or set boundaries for how you will react um, if someone is consistently or chronically negative towards you or trying to um, make you a less tall poppy. Remember, boundaries are what you do. It's not about controlling other people's actions. But beyond that, I think for me, at least with where I'm at now, it's helpful to remember that a lot of this stuff is simply human nature. And I would be driving myself absolutely batty to try to fight against human nature. So, why not just roll with it, allow it to be? Because honestly, telepathy syndrome is mostly about other people and what's going through their brains, and that's something I have no control over. You and I, we have no control over other people's brains. We can only just be in charge of our brains. So, thank you for being here on today's episode. I'm still massively bloated. <laughs> Thanks a lot, B vitamins. They're tasty, though, they taste like little creamsicles. So we got that going for us. Um, I will see you on next week's episode. Until then, have the most lovely week. And uh, yeah, I'll see you then. Bye. Hey, if you love today's show, I'd love for you to take a minute and give a rating with a review. If you too are ready for more women to make life choices from loving mindfulness, that means we need more women listening to this message so they know what's available to them and they can do it too. And if you're ready yourself, come coach with me where we'll work together and you'll learn how to take this process to the next level in your wellness goals, life desires, and beyond. Go to luciahawley.com. That's L-U-C-I-A-H-A-W-L-E-Y.com to connect.